Time to go back to the beginning and do it all over again on Overview with Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Life from Asteroid G, presented by AGN, the Asteroid G News Network. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer goes to Washington. <laughs> Queen Bee, presidential candidate, 2035. And the voter, Dex. And I'm your moderator, Mike Finkelstein. And we are talking today about politics. Specifically, we are going to be doing our favorite political movies to time it for the upcoming election. Amusingly, though, this podcast is timed to release far after the upcoming election. So this is the least possible timely podcast we could potentially do. To make up for that, after we've talked about our favorite political movies, we will then talk about our favorite end-of-the-world movies, since we're not sure how this election is going to end. Let me open it up to the room, then, and see what everyone's favorite political movies may be. I guess I'll go first. My favorite all-time political movie is probably Dr. Strangelove, or How I Stop or Learn to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Which is kind of amusing, because that one actually touches upon both topics we're doing for this podcast. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure which one I wanted to bring that out for, so I think it's more political. But as a runner-up, as my introduction may have hinted, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is a very close second. That's fair. So, so give us details. Why each of those? Well, Doctor Strangelove is just my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie. Um I love satires, and it's about the Cold War. Um, Peter Sellers is brilliant in it. Uh, James Earl Jones' first speaking role um, is very quotable. Um, but as far as like the political ideologies, it kind of just shows how messed up you know, like war preparations are, how underprepared politicians are, and how war is just kind of stupid. So all things um, are still relevant today. <clears throat> Yeah, it's yeah. it's still very relevant. Uh, the Cold War doesn't really exist anymore, but yeah, I mean, I mean arguably kinda... it still does. But Ar- it's arguably different. it's a three front Cold War now. <laughs> yeah, there's just no like I honestly don't think there's as much threat of nuclear annihilation. It's all cyber warfare and yeah, um, too sub- much money invested. And, yeah, like it, there's no money in destroying the world. There's no money in destroying another country. So capitalism. Um, <laughs> Take that, Gorbachev. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, he brought down... Down... <laughs> <laughs> that. That was the joke. Um, yeah, screw you, Reagan and Gorbachev. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm okay with saying screw you, Reagan, at this point. I yeah, think that's fair. So, Mr. Smith. So this that movie, like, I love Jimmy Stewart. He's probably one of my favorite. I want to say old timey actors, but you know, old timey actors. Um, but I love Jimmy Stewart. That entire movie is still hella relevant to today's um, political structure, but at least until they abolish the filibuster. <sighs> yeah, and then yeah. it's not as important. But it just kind of shows that even back when the film was released, it was you know American politics specifically were just kind of corrupt and you know it, same shit we're dealing with today. Um, but. I kind of do like the idea that one man can make that much of a difference towards mm-hmm. something that he fundamentally doesn't believe in. Um, I don't think that politics really reflect that anymore um, because, you know, like to, to, I guess, make a modern parallel to the movie. I think Jimmy Stewart's character, Mr. Smith, would be kind of paralleled with Mitt Romney. 
which just makes me sick to my stomach. Oh. But, but wow. I mean, he's the he's the only Republican really that I can think of that's you know kind of planting his feet in the sand and saying no, this is wrong. Um, even though he still kind of you know goes along with him for stuff I don't agree with, but um, or even uh, maybe um, AOC. Yeah. Yeah, but she's on the the progressive side too. But I love she AOC. Is, but she's the she's the modern day Mr. Smith. She's say, the you, one who got hired yeah. a, as a senator after being a bartender and graduating from what Georgetown, I think it was. Yeah, uh, with her political science degree. I mean, she's very mm-hmm. capable. Don't get me wrong, but she came in being kind of naive to how things were. And she's making a difference. So she would be today's modernized Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I like it. And it's I, an argument yeah. to be made yeah. that the politics of the era that Mr. Smith came in, of course, having changed the politics we're in now, the kind of character that, you know, Jimmy Stewart would have played in that sort of movie would have politics more on the progressive side at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was one of our mom's favorite films about uh political she also a big fan of jimmy stewart um she was so, a good woman. uh yes she was a very good woman but she uh she really did care a lot about politics uh being a a firm democrat for most of her life um even after being in the military so which is the movie. exception generally not the rule yeah. right yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. Well, she became a staunch hippie afterwards. So you know. <laughs> such a transition there. from the NSA to becoming a hippie. Whatever. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to out mom like that now that she's uh, no longer on the planet? I mean, it's not like we're violating her security clearance or anything. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know much about anything else that happened. I don't think she remember much much of it either. Um, but some of the more modern films, which aren't really modern anymore, because they're at least 20 years ago, uh, Wag the Dog, mm-hmm. Primary Colors, which was kind of loosely based on the Clintons. Um, Most of them were kind of based on the Clintons in that era. That was yeah. that was what they were drawing from in the scandal-prone presidency that Clinton had because he couldn't keep it in his pants. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but my actual favorite... Pol- political movies aren't really political movies. They're just kind of based on what would happen if an average guy became president, and it would be Dave. Yes. Dave or, oh, I love Dave. Or the yeah. American president with uh, Michael. Although, Michael arguably, Doug- the American Douglas. president features a yeah, guy who Michael was Douglas. meant to be a politician. Michael Douglas, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with all that said, I mean, that's that's pretty much where my favorite two movies, political movies, are. But uh, honestly, they haven't made a political movie that would outlast um, The West Wing or even Madam Secretary, in my opinion. Both of those TV shows were amazing. Yeah, I, I was trying to rack my brain for something more recent, and Milk was about as close as I could get. But I mean, they did do, what, what do they do? Isn't there a movie called Cheney or something like that? Yeah, recently? I mean, who oh, wants yeah, to watch that? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, nobody it was actually kind of funny. about Republicans. Is it, Josh? Yeah, it's 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 worth a watch. I was very surprised by it. Christian Bale is phenomenal, so but okay. it's not it's not new information though. You know, you like we already know Dick Cheney's evil. Like we didn't need a movie about it. True. 
That is true. I mean, I, I, unless he, unless you see him like at the end of the film, build uh, convert the the White House into a Death Star. I don't think it really did <laughs> true justice to his evil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it made it, it made it look more like a bumbling idiot type thing, you know? What like, it actually is, yeah. Yeah. Which I felt was more realistic. So. Yeah. No, I can. I. I. I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. I mean, they like to do a lot of movies about JFK. That's been and done. You mean like the movie Um, JFK? JFK. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They have one about Nixon. They have... Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Oh, and there's also Frost Nixon. Yeah. 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 So, but... Two two very different types of movie there, yeah. Even even compared to today, Uh that stuff wasn't even bad enough, in my opinion. Like... Oh, you, you impeached him for that? Really? <laughs> that that just that's shocking. Yeah, like considering. compared to um Trump and his atrocities. So I mean that does that does highlight the fact that the idea of what you can impeach a president for has been eroded. Uh so that if Republicans decide to try and do it again in the future, you're gonna be sitting there going, Okay, but all of this that you voted against, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they realize how much they shot themselves in the foot on that one. Mm, yeah. They just wanted the power right now without thinking further ahead, which is a lot of this whole administration and everything related to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Becky. Yeah. Um, I like the American president. Well, really, I like the king's speech, but I assume we're talking American politics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're talking American politics. Hey! We could do the King's Speech, though. That's a brilliant movie. That's a great I movie, mean, it's yeah. red, white, and blue in any case. <laughs> and, and those of us are sitting there going, man, uh, for a long while there, I was sitting there going, man, the Brits really have it together, and they seem like maybe we shouldn't have split off from them, and we made a huge mistake right there. And then you watch Brexit, and you're sitting there going, maybe not. No, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. The, the apple doesn't fall too far from no, the tree, I guess. no. No, every time you sit there going, Canada actually invaded us once around the War of 1812, and then they left, and they made the right call. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, they they go all the way to Washington, D.C., burned it, tried to send us a message, and then we stupidly rebuilt it. That was... Sorry, Canada, we should have been listening. <laughs> Please adopt oh, us, Canada. Canada. <laughs> we are sorry for our stupidity. <laughs> There we go. We we said we're sorry. We're half Canadian and you already. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. And, and, any other films besides the American president and the King's speech? Or you can go on about why you like the American president and the King's speech? No, I mean, I, I just like the American president because, well, I mean, because it leads to the West Wing pretty much. Pretty much and, for it. God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, it's like, oh, neat, like, oh, neat, neat, the president, what the fuck? Um, but no, no, it's just Aaron Sorkin's awesome. So I will, I will watch the crap out of that. Um, <laughs> and, and the King's speech is just great. Cause again, it's like, oh no, how do you, how do you handle this awkward situation while being in such a public, being such a public figure? I mean, he's got a stutter in the movie. That does actually seem like it's applicable to our current situation. I was actually uh, saying the same thing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Way to bring it around, Becky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally planned. Totally planned. Totally. (laughs) You you caught on. Uh Good on you. Uh-huh. I I gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) 
So, political movies for me. I mean, you guys already said American President and Dave, which were the two I was going to bust out. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, I know, right? Way to steal Sorry, my thunder. Mike. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, 1776 is uh, one of the few musicals uh, I can tolerate. That's a really good one. That's oh, that's good. right. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then, of course, you know, the most obvious choice, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, because Lincoln is in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, if we're going to go that route... Um... <laughs> Lincoln the Vampire Slayer is a really oh, good... Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is such a dumb movie. It's great. <laughs> I liked it a lot better than uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I felt the movie was really missing something, but Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was the right level of cheesy shitty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was brilliant. <laughs> so good. I need to review that at, movie at some point for one of the websites. It would be so good. There's um, also Abraham Lincoln's Zombie Hunter, not as good as the Vampire Hunter, but it it does bring up some really good points with Teddy Roosevelt. Just so you know, was that an official sequel or just an unrelated movie, or what was that? Oh, it, it's an unrelated movie. I think it was oh. like a sci-fi special or something. Oh yeah, but it has a young Teddy Roosevelt in it too, which is great. Well, so yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're going that route too, if it just has to have a kind of president in it, I really like the night at the museum movies too. So at that point, let's just add the national treasure films. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. No, (laughs) I also want to add an honorable mention for me that I just remembered from this conversation. Dick. Oh yeah. I mentioned Dick earlier, but Dick is a great one. let's Let's touch that Dick again. I'm, oh. I'm down for touching that dick. <laughs> I mean, the movie was essentially an hour and a half long dick joke. Anyway, it was <laughs> with 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 an end sequence where the girl skated around an, uh, a skate rink that looked like the White House and danced to ABBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you not like that? Right, you can't go wrong with dancing to ABBA, even though they're probably you know Nazis. Oh um, yeah. I mean, anyway, the, um, was it Ace of Base? Definitely was Nazis. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yep. Um, All the President's Men is another good one. Oh, yeah, that's a um, one. Citizen Kane, The Manchurian Candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, election really has nothing to do with politics, um, like, on the big stage, but, you know, school politics. I mean, if you want where... to watch Ferris Bueller be, be a snivelly kind of shithead and then get beat up by a young uh, Reese Witherspoon, it's a good flick. Right. Yeah. Uh, Selma, uh, which is about the chronicle <laughs> of Martin, Dar- yeah, Dr. Martin Luther King and his um, march to try to get voting rights. So that's kind of in the political realm. Um, you have yeah. uh, the war. You have lots. I, lots I, think, I think we got lots. plenty, but very few of them have Bill and Ted in them. That's true. Yeah. Very, very few <laughs> yeah. of them have Bill and Ted. That's, and that, that's a feeling on most political movies. I mean, come on. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> so, with with the political side of things out of the way, both the, the serious and the not quite as serious, how do we feel about end-of-the-world movies? Assuming that somehow Trump manages to get elected a second time, which he managed to pull off the first time, so it's not outside the bounds of reason. And by the way, if you didn't vote, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Then you can't complain for four years. That's the rule. I mean, I think we all get to complain about you, especially among not everything you. else. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, no, not you specifically. Just <laughs> if you, I get it. I'm, yeah, all the people who didn't I'm, vote, this is your You're allowed fault. to bitch only if you vote. That's yeah. how it works. Yep. 
And if you vote for Trump, it, you you get bitched at. So, because yeah, yeah, uh, we're all left-leaning people on this podcast. Um, assuming just on the chance that Trump does get reelected and the world goes to hell, what is your favorite end of the world movie? So when you say end of the world, are you talking like post-apocalyptic or in the process of being apocalyptic? I'll open it up to both. Okay. Regardless, my answer is Waterworld. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will probably get shit on for this one, but I like The Day After Tomorrow. That's one of my favorite. Oh, I was going to pick that. (laughs) 2012 is good, too. Yeah, 2012 is all right. Too bad none of that happened. Eight years ago, yeah. I mean, Um, I may be double dipping here, but there's Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Um, (laughs) But but my favorite is Mad Max Fury Road. That's definitely a post-apocalyptic movie at that point. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was good. Mm -hmm. Well, all the Mad Max films kind of are because they they start out that way. Oh yeah, I kind of feel like my world is ending anytime I try and sit through Thunderdome. Oof. Yeah, it, there are, some of them are pretty hard to get through. Fury Road was good, though. Fury Road's amazing. That's the best of the set, most assuredly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it really depends on what you decide your your dystopian future is going to be like. Is uh-huh. it going to be a certain way because, you know, um, climate change? Or, like, The Day After Tomorrow in 2012. Those are climate change end-of-the-world movies. Then you have time travel end-of-the-world movies like 12 Monkeys. You you have you have Snowpiercer, which is everybody goes to a train and just travels around the world constantly. And then dies. And then dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, From what I understand, the thought behind that movie is that while that is the primary train, it might not be the actually the only train. So the the end of the movie takes on a slightly different twist at that point, even though it's never elaborated upon in the movie itself. Then you have the kind of dystopian future where we can't have children anymore or only certain people can have children. So like Children of Men or Handmaiden's Tale, those two movies kind of go hand in hand. It's it's literally the same story, but different views, I guess. You could say they go hand um, in hand in maiden. Hand in maiden, yeah. Womp uh, womp. I'm um, sorry. And then you get- <laughs> and then you have the aliens come to Earth because we've fucked it up so badly, and that's Independence Day and Arrival. Yeah. So okay, so I mean, Arrival what is type not of an dystopian? end of the world movie. Arrival no. is not an end of the world movie. That is actually a hopeful movie. Um, yeah. The uh, but Independence Day is both a uh, end of the world movie and a political film. Yeah, because it has the best political speech of all time in it. It does. Like when yes. politicians try yes. to ape from time to time, it's really wow. Yeah. But then you sure. also have ones that are kind of currently current, like Contagion or Melancholia, which is about waiting for the contagion to get to you. Mm-hmm. So Some days it feels like that under Trump's presidency. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, Every I'm going to go, day. if I'm thinking an end of the world, I'm going to go zombies. And it's Shaun between... of the Dead all the way. Huh? Shaun of the Dead all the way. I mean, but that one... The world only kind of ends, and then it almost immediately gets rebuilt in a very British and polite way. Um, right, it gets rebooted British style. Yeah, I would. I I lean between um, the original Dawn of the Dead, which really kind of showcases what happens as the world is ending, and then reco- like people just living in the waste afterwards, and then the original Day of the Dead, 
which is like five years later and the world is not recovering and you only have a few survivors left and it's really goddamn depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are I, not feel good movies. I liked World War Z. I like the book better than the movie, but mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed oh, with that. Oh, and to go with my like romance thing, I liked Warm Bodies. That was <laughs> Yeah, Warm Bodies is good. That one's that's a good a, that's one. a funny movie, yeah. I like that one. So I mean so 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 Dave or Warm Bodies? Which comedy? Dave. Dave. Dave? Yeah. yeah. Warm Bodies. <laughs> I or have Dave a weakness and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> well out of uh, out of that particular actor's movies, I, I like uh the one where he's playing the giant slayer, Jack the Giant Slayer. I forgot that. That was a good one too. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen that. Oh, you'll love it. It's great. It's really good, Ooh. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we have any further movies or TV shows to highlight upon before we wrap this one up? I think I already I think touched you went down on a this. extensive list right there. Yeah, the, the West Wing is really good, and I really like Madam Secretary. If you still haven't seen it, you're missing out. Um, I, I really thought I could have started a second business selling shirts that basically said, uh, what was, what's Charlie's last name? Oh, oh young, young Seaborn. Yeah, yeah. Young Seaborn for 2020. <laughs> I mean, it, they, they keep talking about doing a reboot of the West Wing. And I know I already pitched on the website a couple of years ago, but I really want to see Charlie Young as president in the West Wing on the, on the reboot TV show. And that's how you just bring the other characters back. Cause Charlie is president. It'd be, it, it writes itself at that point. It, uh, it does. Cause he could marry, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Julie yeah. mm -hmm. yeah, can do anything he wants to do. And exactly. I will support it. Exactly. Yep. I and agree. He's very political. So it's not like he wouldn't be on board. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Mike, we got to watch Jack and the giant slayer because not only is Nicholas Holt in it, but Ewan McGregor is also in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But not Goodness Hill, sake. which is, that's a problem right there. I'm so behind. <laughs> so thank you, B. Yes. Uh, we're going to watch this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, no. I need priorities, off. damn it. So, make, make, hopefully you voted. Remember always to vote primaries and general elections, because if the world falls apart, it's your fault for not voting the right way. And That's most right. of us in the podcast know which way is the right way, and sorry. And <laughs> and I, I no, no, I do not apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this has been Educate not yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, if, at this point, if you don't know which way is the right way, fucking hell. 40% <laughs> of the country is confused. <laughs> Yeah, there's still like three or four percent that are undecided. And you're sitting there going, how? Fucking how are you? Like, even if, at, like, somehow you're like, okay, I've seen everything they've done so far. And, you know, I'm leaning one way or the other. You're still leaning. How can you possibly be undecided at this point? <laughs> I agree with you. A hundred percent. With that, though, this has been Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Josh Schaefer. Queen B, the presidential candidate for 2035. And the voter Bex. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye.